Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and with my promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's P-O-D. That's Stamps.com promo code POD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And also realize the position you're punching up from. It's not like you work for a small independent <laughs> film house. You work right. for fucking Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, like, of course. I get, I get that it's like the lump sum of money, but it's like, oh, I have an Olympic pool of money versus a regular sized pool of money. It's still a shitload of money, so maybe be quiet about it. You may fire when ready. <laughs> podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies comics and pop culture we aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches this is films in black and white welcome to films in black and white everybody Mm, what's up happy early halloween to y'all um we are thrilled to be with you on a fall uh monday evening um and we've got a lot to get to we uh quite a bit the not to use a pun and this is very much intended the sands of weight when it comes to catch that quotable have shifted and we have have a new leader have have. spoiler spoiler alert it's uh it's black history year again everybody (laughs) yeah it is Uh, you sons of bitches thought it was over didn't (laughs) you we should never Uh, underestimate that (laughs) we shouldn't have black is resilient and we are covering uh, Dune, which is uh, going to be really, really fun. But in order to do that correctly, in order to to set this up the way we need to, I need to make sure my other co-hosts are properly introduced and welcomed. And oh, I'm going to kick it on over to a one Marcus J. Destin. Mm-hmm. Marcus, how you feeling? My black ass is back. He's here. I see him. Back right. in action. And uh, it's good. It's getting cold outside. It's getting cold because yes. my blackometer have shifted over to where well, I'm getting ashy right in between the crevice right here. Oh, okay. And it's very apparent. And, That'll you know, happen. Like that, yeah, it's it's a, it's very obvious when I do it versus my white counterparts, where it's That's just true. like, mm, they don't really see it. Yeah. I, I we mean, just itch. No. Like, we're going to itch all the time. Oh. Like, <laughs> and, in weird, <laughs> and in weird spots. Like, the tops of my legs itch, and my sides itch, because my skin's all dried out. It's just going to look different. <laughs> Marcus yes. got way more than he bargained for sharing I that. I, I did not know that. I'm bringing that it is today. Just, I think I would prefer just to be ashy. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. If I could pick one, 
I would rather that. I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, we want to make sure uh, my our other counterpart is included in this uh, dry skin conversation, um, and kick it on down to one Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling great. My skin feels fine. Uh, just I feel like I need to share that now. Uh, Use some some moisturizer on my knees. Mm -hmm. My knees get really dry. I don't know. I feel like I need to like share your routine. What's your your moisturizing routine? You got to bend. When you get your knee, you can't just do the outside. You got to bend your knee. And to get the I, honestly, I, like I can't even tell you the brand name right now. I feel I feel so bad. Like it's just it's got a red pump. It's a white bottle. I get it at Target. I I, I, oh, don't I know, know exactly what you're talking about. See, I thank you. I I'll admit that. Um, I just I'm a very visual person, so I mm, like being on a go. movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can tell you the colors of it. But I'm sure there's some like product brand manager right now that's crying, and they're like, I don't know why I'm crying. Um, in any case. <laughs> I'm amped to be here. This place is a positivity factory for me. So I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. We are mm-hmm. happy to have you. And Brian, this movie is very much your shit. So I, I'm very, I, very curious to hear well, your take on this. When I was watching this, I was like, oh man, I'm going to love the hell out of this. I have no idea mm. where Marcus and Doug are going to leave it. <laughs> so That's Doug, Doug how are you feeling? How are you doing? You know, I'm doing great. Um, It has gotten chillier here. I've had to kick on. Um, the heat a few times. I'm also over carving pumpkins. Um, nice. Because my kids can't carve them yet. So they no. like get to pick out the design, but then I have to carve them. Yeah, you don't give them a knife. It's that would be bad news. That's the last <laughs> thing. Advice. You know what? I, most people would say, like, oh, Harrison doesn't need the knife. No, he'd be fine. It's Harper I'm worried about. Um, what a second born, man. I don't know what it is. She'd come, she'd come for me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I'm kind of ready to be done with that. So I'm glad that's out the way. But you know what? Um, I'm doing good, despite the fact that my son fell in love with the movie uh, Nightmare Before Christmas this weekend. Like, um, the movie is is fine. The movie is fine. Cool. At least you didn't get a, like, it, a tattoo. It it's... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's, I mean, here's the thing. It's, no, it's well good. done. It's well done. Tim Burton doesn't really deserve his name on it. Uh, that's just a hot take that I'm going to say right here. Because well, he's in- problematic. That man and, is problematic. And his involvement was like, they kind of look like shit I drew once. Go make the movie. Like, that's essentially how all of that works. I, I will dissent here. I enjoy okay. the visual style. It's weird, but, like, I enjoy that there's a movie that bridges, like, the horror of Halloween and, like, the uppity, oh, upbeat. Sure stuff of of you know the holiday yeah. season yeah. i like that like, is there a way to make a fun lovable tim burton movie in a tim burton style claymation movie like that i just don't think that it's even james and the giant fucking peach is supposed to be a little bit happier and that's one of the creepiest yeah. it is it is still yeah. creepy yeah. It is a little, it, yeah yeah and here's the other thing and this is and but before we this is just a quick take before we get into the rest of the movie but i saw a video from a tiktoker um, who gave me some food for thought, and it was kind of curious, so I'll share it here. Um, a gentleman named Straw Hat Goofy posted a <laughs> yes. posted a video yes. that he said he thinks that a nightmare before Christmas is about cultural appropriation. And his argument was okay, person from town A with own sets of traditions, values, and priorities goes to town B, sees what they do, and then wants to take it and make it his own. I mean, an argument can be made. I was like, oh, shit. 
like not wrong at all but i mean yeah that's a good metaphor go check it out on tiktok if you want to hear his like full take that was much of an abbreviated version yeah, but i thought that was an a, interesting that's, take. An, that's an interesting take you would have to yeah yeah you yeah. have some dudes there, to dig like, on but yeah, there, there's, yeah, there's like a uh, solid five paragraph essay in there if we oh, have any any yeah. students I listening think, that need that very true i think you have three and then maybe two where you're struggling to find the words and you repeat yourself maybe once mm-hmm. oh don't get don't get me wrong the last yeah. paragraph is probably like well the supporting characters represent <laughs> the oligarchy like you're gonna have to dig a little bit but yeah, you can do it bit. and i believe in you but that's okay <laughs> um but gentlemen we have to settle some score with some catch that quotable yeah we do as right. marcus shared um the scorecard hey, it looks completely different than yeah, what this is this is tight this is very tight this has gotten to be very close <sighs> um, i, I want to say i'm proud of doug for just sticking with it. Yeah, with it. I, I agree. It yeah. I agree because Doug was was down a bit. He was, was down at least four points. He was, yeah, he was it, me. He said me eight, and, and managed to find his way back into the fight. So yeah, that's you know that was all I was hoping to do. So Shout out but but gentlemen, Marcus, it is yep. Black History Year. You are in charge yep. of the board. So, sir, who would you like to go first? How would you like this to proceed? I want to say, I want Brian to go first. Okay. Hello. Okay. All right. We're doing it. All right, Brian. Let me pull up my quote. I'm going to pull it up. I wasn't expecting to go right away. Uh, You know, (laughs) you know, you never know with me. You just got to. I don't. I don't. I should have been ready. That's on me. All right. The quote is, congratulations. You are still alive. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you. Not anymore. Oh, shit. One more time for everybody playing. Brian, I Cong- think I know what this is. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Brian, is Saw? Saw? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This I is Saw 2004. Mm, the, very first saw. the very first Saw. Well done, my friend. Yeah. Kind of anticlimactic when you don't let him read <laughs> so, twice. Sorry. To, <laughs> sorry to, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> sorry to ruin it. Congratulations, <laughs> Doug. You won. Most people yeah. are so ungrateful to win, but not you. Not anymore. That's, yeah, I just, that's, that's good. good. That movie was all about like teaching somebody a lesson. And this mm-hmm. quote was, this is the lesson you got. And this is how you got there. And I was like that this move, this quote stinks of saw. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah then you eventually, the rest of the movies aren't anywhere near about that quote. No, <laughs> like the first no. three, maybe. Yeah. And then yeah. like the fourth one's like, just kidding. It's a prequel. Don't you yeah. want to know how Jigsaw came about? And you're like, absolutely no, not. I'm not know. at all. I and then five was, oh my gosh. But in any case, I was trying to hide in the franchise. You found me. You found me. You saw all those movies. Pick me out. I did not, but I appreciate (laughs) the credit you're giving me. Um, Marcus, who would you like to go next? Uh, Doug, I think it's only right that you go next since you figured out the first one so quickly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Y'all ready? I'm ready. ready. Okay. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Okay. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. I feel like I might know what this is. Um, It's a movie based. It's a scary movie based on maybe scary movies. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Brian, you got anything? It does feel meta. It does feel like it's speaking to the audience in a tongue-in-cheek way, not breaking the fourth wall. So, 
It's a movie with commentary. That's that's about where I got. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I am too. Uh, All right, well, Doug, Doug, we're, we're we're punching that hint button. Yeah, hint okay, it. your hint is high school. Okay, I'm gonna take a guess. Okay, okay. I want to say scream. That's correct. Is this, this is Scream. No! This is 1996 Scream. 1996. You know what's really interesting about this movie is that like it is considered to be like one of the most like famous like uh horror movies of all time. Yes. But it came out like around Christmas. Did like, it really? It, yeah, it came out at like a really, really, really random time. Um, and it was not even remotely associated with Halloween. Um, it came and it was a surprise because they were like, oh, you're going to do a slasher movie around Christmas. And they were like, right. Yep. It did awesome. So there you go. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. It is. That is one of, I think, in my opinion, one of the more scarier ones. But I can't tell you. Oh, why. sure. I, I don't know if it's I, the the reality of it or that it wasn't based on Halloween. And it was just this motherfucker was just doing this shit off the whim. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. maybe that was it. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like it scared the crap out of me as a kid because mm-hmm. it was so it's really hard to maintain the intensity of the suspense in a movie for yes. like two hours. Yeah. yeah. And Scream did it. Like, oh, sure. like from the moment you see Drew Barrymore making that popcorn, it does not take mm-hmm. its foot off your throat, yeah. like for no, lack of a better term. Iconic scene too. Until scene. I, I want to say, like, there's a scene. I, I don't think this is a spoiler. There's a scene where the killer is revealing himself, and yep. like, it's like, oh, it was you, but like, are you gonna kill her? Like, yeah. it, like even during yeah. the resolution, it was like, you're gonna kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's, I, that's cool. what I remembered from it, and it was just really well crafted. Yeah. yeah, December twentieth, nineteen ninety six. That's wild. Yeah, really wild. Yeah. How close to Christmas that is. Yeah. And the other thing that's kind of wild huh. is that it was based off of a like loosely off of a true story. So essentially, like the writer who wrote this was like out in California, and he read about these murders that were taking place in Florida of like five high school students that were killed, and he was like, "Oh man, what if there's a killer watching me right now?" And he was like, "Up, oh, hold on," <laughs> and wrote a fucking hit. And Man. wrote a hit. That's just how it works. So I, I just want to say, if you're not following us on TikTok yet, you should because Doug does these great like <laughs> yeah. inspiration, like these inspiration videos mm-hmm. that make me kind of horrified now. Anytime I oh terrible because I'm like, is Doug gonna pop up on my feed and be like, hey, <laughs> hey Brian, you know that the thing that happened? That's how you know. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. Like yeah. that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, um, Marcus. Bring us home. Mm. All right, I gotta, I gotta sink All one right. here. Goodness here go. gracious! Best. Here we go. <laughs> I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Here we go. Okay. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Oh, Jesus, this could be anything. It could be, but this line is heavily associated with this. It's it's like a well-known line from this movie, so that's the only reason I kept it short. Okay. Okay. I mean, my knee-jerk reaction, I mean, this sounds very similar to, like, I think I know where this is going to go. It feels like it might be, like, the line sounds so 
like, either obscure or iconic that it could be associated it, it with like feels a twilight zoney it feels That's black mirror what i was like, gonna say like like an anthology type thing of like we're gonna show you all the stuff that's messed up yeah um, that's very much how that feels but I, I don't think they made a twilight zone movie or if they did i don't i don't this isn't the exact quote like i know the twilight zone monologue opening isn't that i'm pretty sure yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, Marcus, I'm gonna slam that him button. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna say pride. 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 Okay. Here's where I'm gonna go with uh, this. So, hmm. I'm gonna guess, Marcus, is this Get Out? This is not Get Out. Okay. This I can tell you out. why my justification for that guess, if you want it. And that's because it sounded very Twilight Zone. Yeah. Jordan yeah. Peele has been involved with the new version of the Twilight Zone. So I was using like six degrees of separation, basically. I I, I see where you were going with that. Um, only reason I would I would say like no to your thought process and not to say that the thought, your thought process is wrong. But that's just fine. because there isn't any like narrative um, oh, sure. dialogue in Get Out necessarily. Nobody's yeah. like telling that story. Really? So, okay. but I see where you were. I definitely see that is definitely a Twilight Zone and Jordan Peele type thing. Yes. And, and also, I don't want to upset anybody on this podcast, but I have yet to watch Get Out. But just keep moving, dude. Sorry, Ryan, Ryan, what's you just it? Why? If you haven't what seen you this? here, Marcus and I will talk about Dune. So you go watch Get Out. What? Yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just gonna get kicked out of the gonna get defining like, movie of the decade, like of the 2010s. Ryan, what's your guess? I, I, don't know. <laughs> no, we're not getting I, I just wanted to roast you because I don't know. Get out. I almost feel like that's racism. And <laughs> might be a little bit. I don't know why. No, no, it's, it's All right, Jer a journey. I'm gonna take you on a journey. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it thir 13 ghosts. No, 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 right. it's not 13 Ghosts. What is this it? This is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, man. Yeah. God damn. And I said Pride because they, they typically show this during um, yep. Pride Month. Mm -hmm. um, the LGBTQ yep. plus community is very big on this yes. particular movie. You know what? Yeah. I'll own up to the fact I've actually never seen the entirety of that movie. Oh, I only watched it. Do it. Why don't I've, you go I know. watch that and we'll talk about it. <laughs> right. <Dune>. Bye. <laughs> The you thing go about watch Get Out. I'll the go thing finish about watching Rocky Horror, yeah, and then Marcus will just eat licorice. She's eating licorice, by the way. <laughs> the That's podcast, what you're hearing. Guys, the podcast is over. Thank <laughs> you for tuning in. See ya. We are going to go watch the movies we. We're going to go watch the movies after. we guess, but never watch. Incredible, excellent, excellent polls, gentlemen. And okay. Brian, just be careful. Next week, you and I are tied. Damn. I, I, I am like I'm hitting a slouch right now. I am just I, I gotta I gotta make some adjustments here. I'm very excited. I gotta like just get a YouTube video of just like iconic movie quotes and just watch it back to back the Monday before we record, and then I'll be ready. <laughs> um, that's time. We could see how that works, um, <laughs> gentlemen. We watched a movie this week, and we did. it is a new release. Um, we watched Dennis Villanueva's. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, uh, he. We watched Dune. Dune, um, and it was. It, uh, there was a lot happening in that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was wondering how you would describe it. Yes. I am very curious to hear the next segment here, which would be uh, Marcus's barbershop summary of Dune. Um, oh I will my let gosh. you know, 
Marcus, there's a lot going on. So if you need to phone yeah. a friend during this, yes, please feel free to do so. <laughs> I had already planned to. Um, oh, but okay. I also want to make an announcement because this is one of my favorite people ever. And this was like okay. breaking news. Um, Brendan Frazier was yes. just casted in Batgirl as Firefly. Yes. Um, yes. Firefly. Saw so, that. Yeah. I'm really so cool. happy for um, Brendan Frazier and his That's kind exciting. of a comeback, kind of not a comeback, but um, yeah. you know, he's had a rough career. Right. Yeah, and so I just kind of wanted to. <laughs> no, that's big news. Yeah, yeah that's big news. Yeah, yeah. So, and he. Yep. So that means he has like three things coming out. In the well, he's year. already in. Uh, mm-hmm. He's already in HBO Max series. Um, yep. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yep. And but he's then, got this. He's got another movie where he plays like a recluse, like an overweight mm-hmm. recluse. I can't remember the name of it. And then he's in oh, yeah. uh, Martin Scorsese's latest movie too. I yep. guess. Yes. Like, uh, so. The petals of the moonflower, or something like that. Right. Yeah. So shout out to Brendan yeah. Frazier. Okay, I'm calling in. I'm gonna get. Here's what we're gonna do for a barbershop synopsis. I'm gonna call in Brian Roush. Okay. Hello, standing by. I'm gonna give it to you from a perspective of somebody who has never seen Dune, Red Dune, or knew what the fuck was going on. And <laughs> then Brian's to gonna come in and probably give you a way better synopsis <laughs> than I could give you. Look, look, I, I'm I'm happy to fill in the beats if if you don't if if whatever. I'm happy to be in a supportive role here. It's this is this is your thing though. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So what had happened was you have this movie about um, (laughs) there's this emperor and he's a spiteful emperor, apparently. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then there's this guy who is fat but skinny when he stands up. So I don't know what the fuck that is. Or he's a balloon. Not really sure what the hell. Accurate. Yeah. Um, but then you have <laughs> Ashy Batista who looks like an ashy dick. Um, and then I, I'm just not really sh- anyway. There's this really handsome prince. He's a duke, right? And he's the son of Leto. And and Leto, um, Leto is is this guy who just got this new planet, and they got spice on this planet, right? And so this spice is also mixed in there with the sand. I, I don't know how they tell the difference. Yo, yeah, you're two, right. Yep. Spice and sand work together, right? And there's also a big worm underneath it that they're trying to avoid while working the spice field because they get a lot of money from the spice that they get on this planet. Well, when the emperor gave Leto the planet, he also was like, basically like, I'm going to kill this whole, I'm going to kill the whole family, okay? Yep. But also whoever owns this planet is also oppressors to the people that live on the planet at 100%. the same time. So then- they get there, they say like, well, Leto wants to be a good leader. He wants to work with the people on the planet to make things better, to also sell the spice and to make shit work. But they, they sabot- the people who had it before sabotaged the planet before they got there. So basically the spice things don't really work as well as they should have. Nope. The machines don't work. And not to mention the emperor set them up that when they got there, they landed and new these new soldiers the emperor made then went and sliced and diced everybody on the goddamn yep. planet. So then you got this handsome son who is like he's this guy is overly handsome. I could not he get is. over how handsome he's the lead very, the lead he's very handsome. Yeah, he's he's a good looking dude. And so he's also got this little voice that he can do where he can tell you like basically pick up that spoon and you like you'll pick up the spoon. Like it's um kind of like if you've ever seen that AMC show uh uh, preacher so preacher um oh, basically sure. yeah. he's like you tell him what to do he's like hey, pick up that spoon and he was like oh well, pick up the spoon but his mom has the voice. same voice <laughs> and his mom can do the same thing and apparently creepy grandma i don't even know if that was his grandma i just said that shit but like his grandma in the room <laughs> it wasn't his grandma thing. but it's fine oh, it's fine you, i mean it's the vibe though Okay, well, I completely misunderstood that whole relationship. Oh, so basically, fine. the handsome son has this gift. He keeps having these wild-ass visions. Um, these visions are telling him he's either going to kill somebody or be the ruler or king. And he's also viewed as, like, 
the prophecy, he's going to fulfill the prophecy. And he keeps dreaming about Zendaya, but he's never met Zendaya. And people's eyes are blue, like they got a dying liver. But when your liver dies out, I think your eyes turn yellow. Or when you got a liver issue, I'm not really sure. But they got blue eyes. And so everybody got blue eyes. And they got a whole bunch of sexy people as the sand people. And yeah, David do. Batista, he just looked like David Batista. Didn't really have a role. Don't really know what the fuck was going on. But basically, <laughs> the dad kind of died. The dad, not kind of, the dad dies. Okay, he's betrayed by the doctor. And then you got Thanos over there training him with the sword. And then you got Aquaman, who's also in this goddamn movie. And then you got all these other so people trustworthy. here. Yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, for a good reason. You know what? After this movie, I did look at him and I was like, fuck, they were right. This guy is trustworthy. Son of a bitch. As soon as I seen him, I was like, son of a bitch. Jason Momoa, if you're listening, please come on the podcast. We'd love to tell you to your face. We believe you're trustworthy. (laughs) So basically, this whole movie is is surrounding the fact that this whole family just got laid out, except for the mom and the son. The mom and the son, then they go to meet the sand people, the freemen. The freemen are trying to guide them through this because they kind of know that these he's the chosen one but like they don't want to believe in the prophecy i think that that was what was going on like they don't really want they don't think he's a prophecy because he's so goddamn young but i'm gonna let brian just kind of take in right here i mean it's it is intentionally unclear you're not sure they're not sure the audience isn't sure and they after they wander the desert and they're like so are we we gonna do this we gonna hang out and they're like maybe and this guy's like, nah, I don't like them. And he's like, I'm going to knife fight your mom. He and he's like, you he can't did. knife fight my mom. And uh, pretty guy, uh, pretty guy Paul is like, I will be my mom's champion. Because <laughs> you can't guy. knife fight my mom. Yeah. And uh, so they have a knife fight in the desert. And then he uh, he he kills the freeman. But everyone's like, well, this guy's serious. Like, like we did that. He, he's serious. Like we should take him and his mom. And he might be he might be the one that he has all these signs. And people are like, I don't know about that. And then they end the movie saying this is just the beginning. So there we are. He, he in fact says, Alon says, desert power. And then everybody smirks for some reason. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then the movie ends. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? I just missed something. So, <laughs> no. Yes. No. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I was lost. No, I was Marcus, lost. you didn't need me, man. I was, I'm Marcus, happy to be your great. hype guy. Like, that was really you, great. You did it. You well, did thank it. You. I thank you. I just that feel is... like I put on Twitter, like I understood the gist of it, but I still feel like I missed. I mean, a lot. D- yeah. Yes. When I saw you, when I saw you tweet that, I after I had watched it because I did not watch your Twitter while you were watching it, just to in for oh, the yeah. integrity of the yeah. pod. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, I, Doug, a true a true movie reviewer here. You know, folks. <laughs> trying to do what I can. Um, I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's a good way to describe this because I feel like I have a broad understanding of what happened, but still there are some gaps that I didn't quite understand. I also have some questions about the marketing of this but we can yep. we can get to get to that mm. later oh, I, I also have That's many questions for wb yeah. and the marketing yeah so here's what i got so i wanted to make sure that we cover the um the fast pretty facts boy, box office etc pretty, pretty boy paul, paul. Pretty also boy knife paul. fight my you can't knife fight my <laughs> mom, knife fight my is mom. A, is a phrase <laughs> i want to use um <laughs> this movie opened to 41 million dollars in the box office this weekend <laughs> which and that's that's impressive because domestically like domestically at 41 million dollars and also the thing to keep in mind is that like it was also simultaneously released on hbo max so 
it doesn't look like what had happened with previous movies like mm-hmm. um, Black Widow and others. It didn't sound as if there was going to be a problem with that mm-hmm. taking away from yep. others. So that's why it's important to note. Um, it's also important to note that it cost around one hundred and sixty five million dollars to make. Um, so it still has some some it's work cut out for it. But, Space you know, the 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 res- again that's just domestic box office so international numbers may help it um and we'll kind of go from there um just to give you kind of the top billing for this uh timothy chalamet plays pretty boy paul um <laughs> zendaya is in this but i don't think we ever got her name but she's listed as chai, it's chi chai i think Chani? they said it once Chani. Oh. i think they said it once at the end when they got yeah. to the day i always did a shanai but that yeah. makes way more sense nope that's fine i i think it's one of those that you can you can say it, and because she's not here to correct us, it's fine. Um, Oscar Isaac, I, Oscar, I, ah, Oscar, Oscar Isaac plays Duke Leto Atreides. Um, trustworthy Jason Momoa plays Duncan Idaho. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, or as I called him, Stellar Skateboard, um, plays Baron yeah. Vladimir. Yeah, um, skateboard. Josh Brolin plays Gurney. Um, Javier Bardem plays Stilgar. Um, Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista plays Beast Robin um, Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Um, and then after that, I mean, those are kind of your big, big, big billings um, yep. as well. I'm going to leave that up, though, so that way if we need to refer to a character. Yeah, um, pretty Boy Paul. Yeah, well, like Pretty Boy Paul, we can get after it. <laughs> Gentlemen, this movie, uh, what did y'all like about this? Just let's get, uh, let's get after it. What did you all, as, this, as far as this movie stands out, like what stood out to you? And Brian, I want to start with you. I mean... <laughs> Yo, this movie was beautiful. It was just, I couldn't get over the visuals. I know everybody is saying that. I know what I'm saying isn't revolutionary, but like, man, this movie looks good. When I talk about like, when I talk about like the bet, this is probably one of the best looking movies I've seen all year. I mean it because it's the colors and the fact that I think the thing that struck me the most was that Dennis Villeneuve found a way to like make the desert beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I got into the thing with Maggie about this. Cause she's like, I think the desert's beautiful normally. And I'm like, no, it's sand and it's rock and it looks gross. You don't want to be guy. there. But like this movie found a way to be like, Hey, what if, you know, have you ever thought that the desert could be like as beautiful as the ocean? And I'm like, absolutely not. And then here's Dennis Villeneuve. And he's like, but look at it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's yeah. it's gorgeous. Actually, uh, that's a great point, bro. That was a great comparison. That, that I, was a very good comparison. Fuck, that was really good. It, thank yeah. you. I, I, I appreciate that. And I only got that. I, <laughs> I watched this twice. Um, I, I did. A, yeah. I did a rewatch of this because I, I loved it. I watched it twice so much. And just being able to just kind of drink in all those visuals. It just I don't know how you make the desert look beautiful, but he did it. And it's yeah. it's. I, I I can't really say I've seen anything else like it over the past year. And it just, it stands yeah. out. I still think about it. It's like postcards in my head. Um, yeah. It really took me somewhere. And honestly, I watched this at home and I really wish I could have seen this in a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause this is it. I mean, like, man, for those people that got IMAX, you got an experience. Yeah, I mean, the did. sound too in it is, is incredible. <clears throat> like, yeah. The, the, there are some moments where I feel like I would have gone deaf if I were in a theater. So there were oh, some yeah. moments where I was really yeah. relieved that I was at home. But yes. I totally—that is not like a dig or anything. That's just like a oh. an observation. But you're right, Brian. This this was absolutely gorgeous. 
I mean, the last thing I'll say, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll say for my stuff, because I, I think for people that follow the podcast, you're going to know I'm going to have nice things to say about this movie, like yeah. all night, like all day, whenever you're listening yeah. to this, uh, all afternoon, whenever. Uh, but I just I enjoyed how just capital W weird this movie was and how it just <laughs> didn't explain anything, even at times to a fault where it was like, yes, I've read the book, but you probably could have put some more context here. Nope. Nope, we're just going to keep we're going to keep moving. Here's this weird. Oh, we're going to spoil this movie, by the way, if people oh. are not aware. We're going to, yeah. you know, spoil how we this get movie. Down. I mean, we gave the plot, but like we're going to. Well, I mean, there's like a, a spider person. I don't know. And people yeah. are like, whatever. Anyway, they're having this conversation. And then there's like, hey, so there's these shields, but like they they deflect stuff. But like not yeah. if you go slow and you're like, wait, what? And they're like too late. You're fighting. Uh, so I just kind of enjoy, I just enjoy how weird it was and it just yeah. leaned into how, how weird it could get. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 Um, Brian, to boost your point, you were not the only one who thought that this movie was, um, capital G gorgeous. Um, oh, Christopher yeah. Nolan made a comment today. Ooh. Um, about it and he said quote it's one of the most seamless marriages of live action photography and computer generated visual effect that i've seen it is yep. very very compelling at every turn um and mr nolan and i may not agree on a lot of things but this is one of those <laughs> things that he and i can find common ground in because he's right like this is stelling like this is stellar just yeah. how it looks the the visuals are gorgeous um, and you're right. Like if I stand up the scene on like Tatooine in, right. in any of the Star Wars movies oh. and then I put this right next to it. No comparison. I don't no. want to spend any time on Tatooine. No, this looks gorgeous. Like Wait, they you, just this looks beautiful. You, you'd go to Arrakis in a heartbeat looking oh, at absolutely. this movie like, yeah. oh, it's a total it's a sand planet and giant worms. That's fine. That's fine. Those are minor things. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like that two things. I feel like Nolan's com com comment <laughs> is a backwards compliment to himself i don't i don't know why it feels that way don't no, explain I get it to it. me but i just i just feel like <clears throat> i feel like him saying that was like a you know what this is the kind of shit i make and i like this because yep, of that. Like, i agree you know I mean? like it was very yeah. it felt very weird to me yeah. well almost like he was gonna say like yeah. you should make sure to see it in a theater oh <laughs> yeah, yeah like you know <laughs> like run off you have to experience it in full like i said before <laughs> like, what right the fuck? Like, okay yeah. and he's probably like why did they do it for dune and not tenant ah, yeah. you know yeah, was, <laughs> um here's what i'll say to brian's comment i agree this movie to me Watch the that. first thought that i had 20 minutes in because first of all zendaya god damn they made she could be a dust princess and i would be just like yes i'll be your dust king or i'll be an ottoman and you could just sit on me or whatever like i'm sorry um but 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 i, I just feel like um they made her look very good in the movie i agree marcus don't, don't debase yourself man you're better than an ottoman you're at least a like an overstuffed like armchair Tom I mean, Holler, at least a, yeah, solid armchair here. material yeah yeah well thanks guys you guys are so sweet um <laughs> the first thought that i had 20 minutes in after seeing this movie for a while and seeing some of the fits that pretty boy paul was wearing i thought this is star wars meets met gala like that was literally bit, yeah. the first thing that i had was like yeah. If I could define something that is so sci-fi, but yet so sexy in its darker tone, but right. still showing off these great colors when it comes to his mom was dressed in this mm -hmm. orange, orange 
like coverall like yep. when she got to the desert and yep. even the general outfits and the war out like everything just felt smooth like if it was if it looked old it looked like it was supposed to be old but if it yeah. looked slick it looked like it was supposed to look yeah. like right stealthy and slick so like to me the um the harkness is that is yeah. that right the, the, Har- the harkonnens the harkonnens thank you the yeah. harkonnens they have more bulkier um outfits yeah. that they are it's black it's bulky it's big it's scary right While you look at the um okay i've been trying to get their name it's not Armatreus, Artemis, the the Atre- Atreides, Atreides. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Thank it's all good. You. Atreides. There's a lot happening in this movie. By it's the way, so many names and there's there's so much so things. Much. But Atreides, they were more slick and smooth, oh, yeah. and it, it almost kind of looked like you had the uglier, less thans versus <laughs> the, up, the higher ups. And yeah. and it was like nobody liked the higher ups because they were fucking think you so much fucking better than us. They're like, then we're gonna start a fucking war and kill you. That's what I thought the war was over. Like, Batista was like, look at me and look at y'all, bitch. Why y'all so cute? And then it was like, I'm gonna kill y'all. Like, stab, stab, stab. So like, I don't know. But I did like how visually appealing this fucking movie was, yeah. right? Yeah. It was they had a scene in there when they were in the dragon. Well, I'm gonna call it a dragonfly chopper, but oh, they were in yeah, the, yeah. the I think they called it actually a thopter. A thopper. A thopter. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so like they had this little this 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 plane that looked like a dragonfly. The wings operated like a dragonfly. And pretty boy Paul is driving, but he has these visions and these flashbacks. And the person in the vision is saying, sometimes basically you have to just go with the flow, don't fight against it. Yep. And there was yeah. a scene where the sand was doing these swirls. And I was like, yeah. bro, that is some majestic shit to do with sand. Like, I yeah, don't yeah. know how you did it, because like Anakin, he was like, I hate sand. <laughs> and that was the only thing I could think about was like, I would hate living here. Right. They made that shit look great. So I absolutely yeah. agree. Brian's right. Yeah. This shit was beautiful as fuck. Uh, yeah. Man. I will also say this, like to kind of like uh, another observation that I had is that, that this movie was like Game of Thrones meets Star Wars. With totally. a level of like mm-hmm. politics at play with it. Yeah. Um, yes. And I think you can see where some of that like inspiration came to. I will say this. I don't think I ever was truly. It was a lot to keep tra- track of. Oh but gosh. I think to its credit, I think you could really keep track of the houses. And it was really easy to understand the yeah. very, very basic plot. It's when everything became so saturated in that sci-fi gravy that where things kind of got lost. But I feel like at the at its base, it was really easy to follow. Not really easy, but easier to follow than I think some people may give it credit for. Yeah. What what yeah. what was what was the gravy moment for you? If I'm understanding your comment, That's what, yeah, that's what I mean the great the gravy for me was when we start getting into like you said, Brian, like with the the shield, like I that I didn't yes. quite uh, like the some of the like yes, what I'll call day to day aspects of the world that he created yeah. was yeah. where I was like, this is the sci fi sauce that maybe I haven't quite like I don't mm-hmm. fully understand, but it's at its core, it was relatively. Um, like I don't want to say simple, but it was easier to yeah. follow than people gave it credit for. So I, I think, mean, yeah, that's fair. That 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 the fight scene was str- strategically set to set up that blue shield. Oh uh, yeah, moment. Um, yeah. and also why why you continue to see it throughout the film and why you could everybody has it. I thought it was just something that one side had that the other side didn't. But even when the poison got. Oh yeah, air, like obviously. Okay, so then the Harkonnens also have mm-hmm. 
They also yep. have this shield too as well. So like, I don't know. Doug is right. That day-to-day stuff in there, there was a lot of stuff, like when they were underneath the hood with his mother. Yeah. Um, and they do something to the sand where it spikes up and makes this sphere. Oh, yep. yeah. But I was a little bit lost as to what was happening. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the... I I think one of the strikes of this movie is like they just kind of kept moving like and I yeah. feel like that's that is one of the strengths of it even if you didn't understand something that you moved on to something that was like oh okay well now you're in the desert and you don't want to get eaten by a worm okay I, I, I get it yeah. Yeah. um but like some of the stuff and I'll pull like I've only read the first book but it's like this stuff is dense even in the books. So like I was very like, I don't know how you're going to try to do this as a movie again. Cause it's just, it, there's just so much information, Yeah. but I feel like for better or worse, they're like, well, if you don't get it on first pass, like, eh, it's fine. You're going to, you're going to pick up something else. Cause that was to like basically manipulate the sand and like make a tunnel. I was yeah. shocked. They didn't talk about the tent more because like that was like a whole thing yeah. in part of the book of like oh we're gonna die unless we have this tent and the tent gives them moisture and like that's the only reason they can survive in the desert but it felt like very glossed over which yeah. I, I mean i get it but yeah. like at the same time i feel it's like you've been told how dangerous the desert is right. but yeah they're just like whatever there's there's right. a tent i don't know keep going <laughs> yeah right. I, and i think again like I can see how the first crack at this in a movie was seen as ridiculous and bad. Cause oh I think, gosh. I think it's, I think it's a, a very fine line and Dennis Villanueva found a way to walk that line. He said, if I go too far this way, it's too much story and not enough yeah. of what the people who truly love the book appreciate. But if I lean into that audience, this is going to be silly. Like this is yeah. going to be really hard to follow. And he fucking did it, man. Like he, he really like walked a really fine line <laughs> yeah. and didn't let he this did. get too serious or too silly, which is awesome. I'm kind of pissed. He's made all these comments about Marvel movies and stuff like that too, though. But yeah, honestly, <laughs> if I may gentlemen, I feel mm. like we live in a world now where you have to do that. Or you like, don't check a box when you're talking to press, when you're promoting your movie and I hate it, but I get it at the same time because it's like, I get it. Like the Marvel movies, they make a ton of money. They're like the, t you're punching up and mm -hmm. you get to, you get to look like you're the little guy, but at the same time, like Dennis Villanueva, you, you made Blade Runner 2049. You have, you have made some very good movies. You don't need to like, you don't need to punch up at Marvel. Like you, you have plenty enough to stand on. Like you did a rival. You did sick. like, Sicario, like these are yeah. very well respected movies. Yeah, you don't also, need to do this, and also realize the position you're punching up from. It's not like you work for a small independent <laughs> film house. You right. work for fucking Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, like, of course, I get, I get that that's like the lump sum of money, but it's like, oh, I have an Olympic pool of money versus a regular sized pool of money. It's still a shitload of money, so maybe be quiet about it. Like, it's yeah. kind of one of those things of your critique to say that's not art. One that's not up for you to decide. And two, like you punching up is the, 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 the distance there is a lot yeah. different. Like this yeah. isn't the French dispatch versus <laughs> doom. Like those are two wildly different movies, but both have the same actor as with Timothy Chalamet in it. But, um, pretty boy, Paul, pretty boy Paul. I had no I idea that I was going to get so much distance. Here's yeah. what I have. Here's, here's what, can we name the podcast? Pretty boy, Paul. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Here's, here's the thing with, um, here's the thing that I like. 
I like Pretty Boy Paul. Now I want to get his name right. Tim Chalamet. 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 Yeah. Tim Chalamet is a hell of a lead. He yeah. he. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. Me personally, I know he's been in, involved in yeah. other things, <laughs> but this movie he really carried this. Now I thought Leto um, was going. Yeah. Leto, Leto mm-hmm. was going to be you know, the powerhouse in this, in this, in this lead. Right. I thought he mm-hmm. was going to be alive. Cause I thought he was going to be alive longer. Sure. Than what he was, but he died I get that. fairly quickly to me in my eyes and in the way, in the pace of this movie. Yeah. He died fairly quickly. Yep. And so yeah. for me, when Tim takes over the story, he does a great job in giving that emotion. And mm-hmm. when he's having these flashbacks, that's pain. That is yeah. nothing but pain. When he's kneeling in front of the, Mm-hmm. The lady in the black veil. The <laughs> oh, the best, the best, the best. Space witches. Ben just out. Yeah, yeah, yes. Space. You can yeah, call them the witch ladies. Like, the witch. The witch lady. He puts his hand in Pandora's box, and she's like, "Put your yep. come over here, young man. Put your hand in my box." And, well, that ain't right sound good at Hold all. Hold on, everybody. Um, yeah, that didn't <laughs> sound good. Didn't sound great. Uh, not the most, not the most extreme was, thing we've that, said on the podcast. That wasn't doing. That was called no, Poon. I mean, uh, that was on Pornhub. It was called Poon. So, uh, I shouldn't have even said anything. <laughs> but, but so anyway, he gives a lot of emotions in this movie that I. <laughs> that I just, Doug is out of frame still for everybody listening. That I just, Doug I is just not re-entered the, the conversation. The same way? Just with a P? I have so many questions. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have even set that you benchmark. I shouldn't have even gave ourselves an accolade. All right. All right. No, it's fine. Um, it's fine. You're talking about the witch ladies. I, the, the witch ladies are weird, but Tim yeah. Tim does a great job in showing the pain that and like the burden that is this movie. When he tells his mom, yeah. like, "You made me this freak. You turned me into a freak." I'm not normal. I'm like, first of all, you live in the future where you're seeing all types of wild ass shit for you to still feel that burden as a child (laughs) and be like, I'm a fucking freak. And like, and be like, although I just drove a dragonfly chopper over here. Like that's, it's, a. I think it takes some, it for somebody to be that young and to carry the movie like that Zendaya to not really Mm -hmm. be in the movie as much as she is, but to be this presence that is still like an abundance in this film it i think is is crazy to me and i want to give both of them props for and the mom as well um because i saw her in that jack in that hugh jackman movie reminiscent reminiscent and and that was a pretty it was a fair that was actually a fairly good movie in my eyes rebecca ferguson is her name thank you rebecca ferguson i want to give all three of them props for carrying this movie and even jason momoa for giving us a fucking emotional exit um yeah. on his way out like i thought that that was great yeah i i completely yeah, I agree I, Brian. yeah I completely, i'm raising my eyebrows i don't know <laughs> I, I completely agree he is all three of them really brought it and i think one of the things that i appreciated about um uh, timothy chalamet's character is I, there are moments i think played by anybody else this would have come off as annoying Oh my gosh! Like, Can you I imagine Tom Holland or like? Oh yeah, even. I mean, I love I, mean, I love Tom Holland. He's great, but it would have been obnoxious like to been, watch him try to act in this. Yeah, um, and like, so yeah, he, he and Timothy Chalamet is twenty six. Yeah, which is I think is yeah. very young yeah. to do something like this. I, yeah. I mean, I, this takes a lot of work. Yeah, 
And I think it shows in some of the like the work he's done, um, like leading up to this. He was in Interstellar. He yep. was in Call Me by Your Name, which is an incredibly emotional film. He's in. He was in Lady Bird. He was in Little Women. And then, like you said, he was um, he was in The French Dispatch, which came out the same weekend um, as well as Dune. So he himself had a big, big weekend. Um, he's also been tagged to play Willy Wonka in a like a Willy Wonka. Yeah. Oh, there's there's already been a set fellow. Yeah. Or a set photo of that, which yeah. just made me chuckle. Like, I don't yeah. know why that movie's being made, but here we go. Yeah, here we go. Um, but yeah, so that's um, yeah, he's got some acting chops on him, and really everybody in this did, and I thought it was just really great. I think another one that stood out to me as far as like acting performances was Oscar Isaac. Like, I think he did a good job of playing oh my gosh, a yes, steady, a steady but firm hand Ooh, type of dad. Say it I again, Doug. Say it again. But firm hand type of dad, where he was like you know, these are the rules we live by, but yep. I love you. You're still my son. Like, I thought that that was just a really, like, as a I mean, as a dad and as a leader of um, House Atreides, like, that was just an incredible performance on my Here's who Can I add to that real Please. quick? Please. Yeah. Um, this this is what I enjoyed about this. Um, this is what I, this is what I, sorry. This is what I enjoyed <laughs> about this movie. Um, trying to do two things at once. Never That's all good. Um, that Oscar really did a great job of being a father. Yeah. yeah. A father who genuinely cared about, you know, I think they called it a con her, her a concubine, but I'm pretty sure that was his wife because the way that their relationship well, was set up to me ahead. and Brian, you can correct me. Um, it's complicated. You're fine. They were supposed to have a daughter to be a space witch. But I, instead had a son. I mean, I, I'm trying not to give like, a whole ton away, but like, oh, no, the there's like the, the, the seven books. Don't worry, it gets covered. Let's just say this: it gets there's covered. Seven of these? Jesus! Oh, Christ. oh, there are two prequel. There are two prequel series. You need well. to tell two prequels to get here. I we let, let me just say this: <laughs> there is like the the core Dune, which is like I believe it's like four to five books that go in the linear progression, and then I believe there are two prequel series i don't know if both of them are trilogies but Brian, you go ahead and give the context i will look this up yeah uh so essentially like what you need like what i felt could have been communicated better was basically like yes like the benjamin shot like they they have feelings about how things should be i think is the best way to say it and they have very strong feelings about like when they were talking about like where we've been mixing all the bloodlines to get to this moment and having a daughter would have cemented that control for them mm. um, is what I will say okay. it right now. Um, but then like, I think the movie touches on this a little bit, but it's like prophecy is like a tricky thing. Cause like it can apply to other things too, or it can be rejected and the same ideas that are happening, like with the Ben Jarasat, like you see with the Freeman, and they're like, "Hey, that that Paul guy, that Paul guy, he fits, he fits with." And his mom, his mom has that stuff. This is all the same. Like these are the people that we've been looking for, or whatever. So it's like, Damn. so you know, the prophecy yeah. is true to one, and and it's not fulfilled by another group. It is fulfilled by another group. Is that is that well a little bit like okay. a little bit okay. yes they 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 mention this like in one line but it gets a little bit more like breathing room in the book but like basically um i think in the movie they say something to the effect of like isn't this one of their one of your tricks or something when they're talking to the, of the ben oh, sure. and like they 
they like that organization like plants mythos around the universe mm -hmm. as like they in the book they call them like security measures so like yeah. take that however you will but essentially they have done something the, that the freemen have now picked up to get to a point where like if they see a ben Jirasat and timothy chalamet they're like oh these aren't outsiders they are part of the prophecy or okay. however you take that okay she said okay. that too because she said we paved a path for them for yes on the on the place already yes um and she yeah. said the mother responded with something like along the lines of you created a something i can't remember yeah i want to show yeah. this picture real quick can i show this picture please mm -hmm. i saw this meme and you for those watching you won't be able to see it so i'll just read oh, i'll, I'll describe it i'll paint a picture for you listeners and i just thought it was hilarious um it says it's a it's a burning of biden picture. it's like a it's like a platform comparison for a political <laughs> it is a, thank you brian that's beautiful and it says the issue what is dune about and under and under and under burning it says well it's hard to say what dune is any one thing because dune is rich with themes the first book for example is about ecology and the hero's journey and as a criticism of the foundation series takes a detaining empress among, oh my god so it goes on into a tiny font basically right then under Joe Biden, it says, what is Dune about? Dune is about worms. <laughs> that, I absolutely believe that. I That's absolutely, incredible. if Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden watched Dune, <laughs> Bernie Sanders would be like having a galaxy brain moment of like, Dune is about saving the planet yep. and making yep. sure that the yeah. climate change doesn't happen. Then Joe Biden's like, it's got worms. <laughs> we'll we'll share that. Worms, we'll, we'll share that to our socials so that yeah. we all can yes. see that meme because that's yeah. pretty incredible. I, I, so. Marcus, what a great poll. Yeah. Fantastic. I just thought it was that's that was my feeling after watching this movie twice. For sure. Um, so. um gentlemen, there are nine books in this series yeah. uh, with one planned for 2022. So it's eight as of now <sighs> with one planned for 2022, according to a quick Google search, it goes Dune, then Dune, Dune. Messiah, M Messiah, then children of Dune, God, emperor of Dune, heretics of Dune, chapter house, Dune, um, Hunters of Dune, Sandworms of Dune, and then the, the one in 2022 that's scheduled is um, Sands of Dune. However, if you go to the website dunenovels.com, yes, and if you really want to get into this, there are 33 novels and short stories yep. that you can read that will give you a complete overview of what this is supposed to be. Oh, hey, so, no. um, yeah. it like yeah. it's a lot <laughs> and some of them like some of them provide i mean there are listen to the ones these are just the novels that are in that happened before the movie uh, before the book dune is supposed to happen the butler and jihad yes the machine crusade the battle of corin sisterhood of dune mentonat mentonat Mentots of, yeah. of dune navigators of dune house atreides house harkonnen House Carino, Duke of Caldon, the Lady of Caldon, the Heir to Caldon, then Dune. God damn, they give you all everybody's story? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, so that's how deep and broad yeah, and, it, and like, oh, well, that really dives into it. You know and what? Like, all these fucking spinoffs that WB is doing on HBO Max, <laughs> I would like for them to spin off Dune. If, the, yeah. if this is what it takes to fully involve myself into a universe I, I don't think i would be mad at a spinoff dune 
series that maybe like a I, eight eight five to, a five to eight episode arc explaining yeah. these stories. Like I said, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yes. I, I, yeah, I mean, right. I, yeah. like I, I the, and well, and let me start like. When the movie was announced, and I knew we, I knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast, yeah. right? Earlier this yeah. year, I was like, you know what? I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and George Lucas says one of his in, like influences was Dune. This is the time. The movie's coming. I have motivation. Like it feels like traveling to the source. I'll, I'll read it. And I read it, and then I was like poking around on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, 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 wow, there is a lot here that I <laughs> do not understand. And I was like overwhelmed with the amount of Dune after I had finished the first book. And like I had stumbled on, I had clicked a link that yeah. had brought me to the Butlerian Jihad. And I was like, no, 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 that's this is the wrong link. Like, what am I looking at? And then it was like based on Dune. And I was like, what am I reading? Yeah. So I kind of spoiled myself, read the summary of that book. But then I was like, oh, maybe I should keep reading the books because that sounds rad as hell. So yeah. um, the, the story of it. Uh, so like I, I, it's so much. It's so much that I feel like a TV series does make sense. But then I didn't think they could make it a movie. But here we are talking yeah. about it positively now for almost like 45 minutes. Like, yeah. like, sure, yeah. we have our issues with it. But man, like, this is a feat. Like, yeah. I don't I I didn't think people would be raving about a movie that like some of the dialogue in it is like, well, the Harkonnens and the Emperor are, are doing this and we have to be you have to be ready got to be ready. I'm like, oh, man, like this isn't going to people aren't going to care about mm -hmm. this castle intrigue when they don't have all the pieces. But then it like it works, though, because it makes you care about I feel like what they do with Duke Leto. Like, I feel like Oscar mm -hmm. Isaac in a weird way pulls this entire movie together because you care mm -hmm. about him just enough mm -hmm. before he dies that you're like, oh, no, like, what are we doing? Because mm -hmm. they totally yeah. set him. They totally like do the Eddard Stark thing in Game Thrones. Oh, yeah. where it's like, 100%. oh, this is the game, the main character. Oh, he's dead. Um, yep. So yep. I, it, I, I, Brian, it's I a think lot of what's talent. impressive about this is people made it past the weird looking spider and still fucking love this. <laughs> I say that sort of tongue in cheekly, but I saw that and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know what that is. Um, and I literally was like, no one's going to talk about how that looks like a spider with hands. Like, we're not we're just going to sit here and not talk about it. Um, and so the fact that people were like, OK, space, I get it. Right. And they moved on. Like, yeah, that, that says like, something huh. to the storytelling. Fighter human. Here, Got here's, it. All right. Here's here's my thing. And I'm going to say this. <laughs> I think we've I think we've run into the first movie. That I wish was longer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, what? I think I could have done. What was this? Two thirty. Yes. This is two thirty. Yeah, I think I could have did a three-hour-plus movie. I, I could have done that too. Me, if it would have given me a little bit more background into maybe this world, or maybe it gave me just enough. Let's say, let's say in an alternate universe, and yeah. because in reality, I'm pleased with where I am. Yeah. I'm pleased with just enough information, just enough to get me hooked for the second movie yeah. that I want to watch and I want to build upon this universe you just introduced. Me right. To. Um, but let's say in an alternate universe, I think. If, if I feel like I wasn't satisfied, I think I could do a three hour, maybe three hour, 30 minute movie with you just explaining the depths yep. of what this right. world is and what it really means and why the emperor is so fucking pissed. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. And obviously that's going to come down the road. But for this first movie, I had a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think 
the one thing, and I, if we sort of pivot to things that kind of stood out to me. Of, no, of this is, yeah, this is good. I didn't necessarily, I just had maybe, I don't even want to say I didn't like, cause I, I it's hard to, to say I didn't like it. Cause like I general I really, comments. Yeah. yeah but general just questions. And my first question is the editing stop point of this, because yeah. yes, strangely, this yeah. is Dune part one. And that Which, part one is very, what? very subtle. If you're not paying attention to the title card. Like, and they don't advertise it. They no, did not no. advertise this as part one, which uh, what happened? Yeah, I don't know if it's mm. it got to be too long and they needed to split <laughs> it up. I don't know what it was, but I just think that you're too. I, I want to come back to the, the marketing question because sure. I, I have a lot of questions about that. Oh, my gosh. But I think my question is, is that I could have to Marcus's point, I would have taken 30 more minutes to watch. Pretty yeah. boy Paul make it to the the Dune People City. Like I would have, I I, I would have, I would have paid attention for thirty to thirty five more minutes to watch him arrive there, and then that's where you cut it. It just, yeah, it, it felt very strange to me to have this deeply spoiler alert to have this deeply like personal moment of Paul kills someone for the first time out there in the sand. Oh, yeah, of out there in the sand, and it's like, well, bye. <laughs> Like <laughs> what? No, like, I agree. Get desert power, desert power, and that's that's kind of all it was. And so I would have really enjoyed maybe letting him get there, um, or just some closure on that moment. It just seemed like a really strange place to stop. Because well, he but... just killed a black man in the middle of the sandwoods. <laughs> yeah, so like, anything about I that. mean, well, I mean, well, you know, it's not. Well, about, I guess it's not about race at that point. But he did. Well, I think this is a good point to say that Dune is not perfect. And that mm -hmm. it 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 uh -oh. is very much like a white savior thing oh. that was very apparent to me in that scene. And it just did it like I knew it reading it and it was one of my main critiques. But like, OK, white white guy shows up middle of the desert and they're like, oh, you're our prophecy. And this guy's like, I don't believe that at all. I'm going to fight his mom. And then he's like, no, you're not. And then <laughs> like they're like, oh, now you're cool. Like you killed our friend. Nah, you're cool. And yeah. it's just like, oh, thanks man, for killing just, our friend. I yeah, feel yeah, this, super weird about this. Does that scene? I don't. I didn't want to bring. No, this it, does. It, it does. It does. Does that scene? Is that scene different if the guy who stands up against them is white? Maybe or or not black. Like did that? I don't. I, to me, it was a very apparent because of the color of his skin. And I'll tell you this: yeah. the color of his skin, in contrast with the blue in the eyes, and it's the way that the film is set up color wise. Yep. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. oh, damn, like, oh no, gorgeous. Drop that. Absolutely. People, for me, it was like black people and this sand color. And like, I was like, even Jason Momoa was, I was like, yep. man, like, it's something about the brown skin and this sand and this environment and the tone, yeah. the color tones was like really, yeah. really appeasing to the eye. Yeah. But that scene was weird for me. Although I did like the setup of that scene where they didn't do a lot of music. You could hear the fighting. You could yes. hear the tussling. Um, yeah. I, I like the setup of that, but it just, it was, it, it did stand out to me as like, this guy just came in and killed one of y'all. And y'all yeah. just was like, now follow me. Come on. Vamanos. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. There were some, there were some strong, like European Middle East metaphors in this. Like, oh, and, that, and that's that what I picked doing. up on a lot. Like, as I picked up on that, because of that was like what I studied in college. Like this reeks of we're Europeans treadering out to the unholy land to and, civilize it. Basically like, is what it felt like to at least to its credit. Like, I do feel like this movie dip, framed it in a way like 
this is this is bad. You yes. don't do this. Yes. Clearly, yeah. the planet is fighting back <laughs> when you are trying to harvest it. Like, yeah. like these worms are just living here, and you're like, all right, we're gonna mess you up because we really want this sand spice. And they're like, please don't. And they're like, oh, those worms are bad. You know, those those worms. Um, and like the people living there that are like, oh yeah, we live here, and now you're just literally taking our land. Yeah. You just landed here and you're just taking it. Like, well, and even even the point of like, and I think it's the the emperor's like the transition commandant yeah. or whatever her name is. Um, oh, even, the judge. Yep. Even she was like, this was supposed to be something else before they discovered a valuable resource and they yep. abandoned that quickly. Like yep. she makes that point of like there were plans for this 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 planet before. Well, the spice was discovered and not to like keep being the book guy, but I, I was really surprised oh, they didn't talk that's about your job here today. Well, like I was surprised in the book, they do a really good job being like the, the freemen are like, yeah, like our whole goal is to like make this a planet that we can all live and have it be paradise and like terraform yeah. it and make it, make it not an entire desert. Right. Um, but of course people don't want that because then the spice goes away. So right. like there's this power dynamic that I've that I thought was really cool and fascinating in the book that I thought they would absolutely yeah. bring up in the movie um when that popped up of like oh yeah well they they stopped they stopped terraforming it cuz they found this super valuable stuff yeah. and like the freemen want that like that's yeah. that's what they want but they're not going to get it cuz there's an invading occupying force that wants to keep having the worms and the spice so yeah. I thought that would have been a good push and pull but like again we're already at 2 hours 35 minutes I get it. I yeah. get why they didn't put it in. Yeah. Well, and I thought the the opening line from Zendaya, she had this opening monologue, and the she yeah. ended it with, "Who was going to be our oppressors next?" Yeah. And so, yeah. and and so we're talking about the the way that it looks, and I think that you're right. They do understand what this story is about. Right. Yeah. They, they they know what this they this story is about. They find a resource, and typically humans do what humans do. They yeah. go in and they want to pillage that. They want to burn everything down, kick everybody out of it. Well, you find this one person who Duke Duke Leto, um, he wants to work with the Freeman. It seems like you know. It seems like he really does genuinely want to be a good leader and a good father, and he wants to work with the people on the planet. But of course, the people who were there before are way too selfish and way too stingy. Yeah, the emperor has mm -hmm. his own intentions, and everybody's got their own thing going on. But the really who gets the short end of the stick here? The fucking freeman. The freeman yep. get the short end of the stick. But what happens when you mix that high blood, that royalty blood, with the freeman? Yep. Who he's gonna? Pretty boy Paul is gonna get this different <laughs> understanding for the the, the fucking freeman. <laughs> Yeah, Just right. like I believe, uh, um, um, uh, Mr. Trustworthy, Mr. Trustworthy, yeah. Jason Momoa also yep. seemed like he went and kicked it with the Freeman and was like, "Yo, I got high respect for them. They are some of the best yeah. fighters ever. They really survive and they know what the fuck they're doing." Yeah, right. And I think again, to this movie's credit, it made those points, but it wasn't heavy-handed about it. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. think that it it was because I think again, I mean. Fucking Dennis, man. Dennis Villanueva. I found a balance here. Like he, I, he balanced all of it. And I think I'm, ex it makes me excited for the next one. Like, again, I wasn't exhausted by the runtime. I mean, if we can pivot back just for a minute to the marketing of this. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this was announced uh, a few years ago. I feel like maybe one or two now. At this I, point. Mean, I feel like it was announced after ago. Blade Runner. I want to say, like, I feel like you're right. But that was, so my question is, it's like, did either of you get any inclination that this was going to be a part one to a two part movie? Because that was, I generally like when I saw that I stopped and I was like, 
Did that just say part one? Like well, when part two comes? I feel like I did know that. Something, something. Maybe I missed it. No, I think that they maybe in announcing that movies were getting made. Yeah, there was something that was like the sequel to this movie or part two of this movie, and it must have been in all the hullabaloo about Doom <laughs> coming out on HBO Max, and oh, somebody sure. must have announced that they were prepping for the sequel. I don't know. I just felt like I knew that this was going to be a franchise, not a one-off, or maybe it just felt that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. I well, I read an interview, and it was like. It, it was like, well, yeah, and hopefully we'll do part two. And I was like, I'm, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what part two? And yeah, then I, 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 I like found out from that interview that it, it was a part one. And I was like, oh, what? Like, yeah. that's not communicated at mm-hmm. all. But that um, ruins the aesthetics of a poster if you put part one on that pretty ass poster. Well, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking up the posters. Nowhere does it say part one. So it really feels like Dennis Villanueva was just like, all right, we're going to just we're going to only do half the first book. Don't tell anybody. We're just going to put part one really quickly at the beginning. And then we'll just go like it kind of feels like what it feels like to me is he took a huge gamble, but did the thing where it was like, I'm going to make I'm going to make the best thing I can make where i can and then just hope i get more money like that's what it feels like well and apparently this was announced apparently this marcus you may have gotten this from when they were starting to do some press about it maybe back in september because the both the director and apparent according to the website inverse um at the time the the director and the actors announced that this was going to be the first part of a two-part epic but they had not yet made plans for part two Mm. so this is a like this is dennis villanueva going like (laughs) i have a royal flush and and i'm not gonna show it to you yet but what i am gonna say is i call and just to see if you'll come in along with me and i guess now this leads us to the question of is the box office enough to get him green light for part two. Yes, he's already got it. Um, I, I think I think to me, to me, the story has to be told. Sure. There's yeah, no absolutely. way. There's no way you make something this be- here's <clears throat> here's what I think about this movie. I think I like to think in the future. And in my, the future, my future yeah. self says this is a movie that I you remember how when Avatar came out, everybody was like, yo, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever yep. seen in my life. Yep. I think that Dune is this on a darker tone on a and just yeah. a darker tone kind of level right i this agree is a movie people will constantly refer back to in the future yeah sure. like yo you want to see a good movie that had really good graphics for the time it was in fucking doom like yep. look yeah. at this fucking movie right but i think also they this is going to be a success with the people because sure. the box office doesn't determine what's a success anymore based off no. of how everything is split but i think if you're talking like usually me and doug would have gone to the movie theaters but i'm right like, so like whatever. So like <laughs> we then go, I you know we stayed at home and watched it, and I watched it more here, and I enjoyed yeah. it more at my home yeah. than I would have at the theater. I think that yeah. you're gonna yeah. get a lot of people like that. That they released this a whole fucking day early. They was like, no, we want to yep. give it to you now. Yep. Yeah. I thought and that was a bold care. move too. I thought that was a very bold, bold move. Super bold. And so I do think that they have already got a green lit. I don't even think it's a question. Look at the cast you got. And I mean, just to kill true. off, you killed off half your fucking, what <laughs> I mean, the hell? I, if you go back and look at the big names, you killed off Brolin. You killed off 
Um, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't do this in good conscience. There are some people that you are led to believe that may still be alive. I'm not saying yeah, everybody that was killed that. is alive, but I'm saying that I would not be surprised if a few of the names we have talked about pop back up in part two. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. I feel like I should let you know that. Dead, well, thank you for dead. letting me know that, Brian. And you need to understand that when it comes to this, Mark, when it comes to this, Brian, you're the book guy. And that's <laughs> fine. Hey, you, you are. Well, you. And I mean, the weirdest yeah, thing, the weirdest thing about it is like, like the, it, I'll get back. I'll go to the part two, I promise. But like when they were pacing it and when I was watching it, I was like, where are they ending this? Cause like, I'm yes, we're, we're like at two hours now. What, what's happening? Cause I know what happens next. And like, I, there is like, you're all talking about like, well, we want to see where they live. Like that's the logical next step. And that is, that's basically where they go. Right. Um, and then I was like, but that feels like a lot. And there's a lot that happens there. Yeah. So there's no way they're going to crunch that into 20 minutes. So it kind of felt like they knew the story they wanted to tell. And they're like, I think the concession we'll make is that the end of this movie is not, is not a set piece. It's mm -hmm. not going to be like, it is kind of dramatic, but like you, they have survived so much that to, to like get it to a point where it's like, it's going to be a duel in the desert with this guy that doesn't like, you know, Paul's mom, like yeah. that, that's a, that's that pacing can kind of trip you up. But I feel like I get it because for the second, half of this the events that take place that is far more palatable to like general audiences even sure. like that part of the book because yeah. i like there is a very good climactic battle there is more castle intrigue you get to know more about the emperor um so like i get why they stopped it why they did even though it was like this is weird um i looked up the box office stats for on box office mojo with the international numbers so this made 223 million worldwide so I think they got it. Yeah, no, they've got it. That's a dumb. They, thing I mean, and that. with all, I also think with all the critical acclaim they're getting, I don't know how you don't because right. that's true. WB, like, I feel they just like hit they jackpot. I, yep, I, they did. I just WB. I also feel like, and maybe I'm going off topic, but WB's having a really good year at the box office for all of our complaints about their page. leadership. That's true. They're having a banging year like i'll pull it i can try to find the stats here but this is like i want to say their fifth or sixth movie opening at number one this year yeah. um and it's like i mean it's 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 remarkable considering they have hbo max going concurrently with it and i also yeah. think this is a win for watching it at home because i would have loved to go to a theater i had other commitments like children um and a, and a pregnant wife like i wasn't gonna drag her to an imax when she barely can like get comfortable oh, um whatever, whatever brian i know right but like i think the other thing about this is like there's appetite for both and right, like yeah. if you make a good movie and it's visually compelling people Nobody are gonna go to the theater yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and i feel like i feel like this kind of takes the air out of the the sales for for those theater people because it's just like yeah if you want right. to see us in the theater go to a theater but people enjoyed mm -hmm. this at their home because i also got to rewatch it i don't have to go to yeah. the theater again yeah um so i think they got it i think they'd be i think they'd be bonkers not to do it mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a good point i think those are both very very good points so it's too little to say what i don't like yeah. um and, and i could i could be nitpicky about the pacing but honestly i'm just glad that it was something different 
Um, yeah. Yes. They say so much to be like, trust your audience, trust your audience, trust your audience. And I think that they did this shit and was like, oh, okay, bitch, you want us to trust you? Like, okay, cool. I'm going to just throw you a movie with yep. little to no context on its oh background and its characters for new people watching. Yeah. Here's yeah. some throat I mean, singing. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's just so much to this that you, you don't need, you don't care about the context. Like yeah. the with the Harkonnens, yeah. I didn't need to know why Stellar Skateboard rose up into the air like that. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit skateboard. because at the end of the day, like I, I think, I think what Dennis did is he you said first name, name basis with this guy. Uh, he and I are going friends. out for beers he, later, man. He and I, he and our friends. We're, <laughs> I'm Brian. He's gonna buy some Mott sticks, and I'm gonna buy the Coors Lights. That's how I we're love going. it. We're going really to Apple, Coors. We're, we're going to Applebee's. Oh um, yeah, then you gotta. Right. So he what he did with this is he said for the shit that is like kind of what I have been politely referring to as the like the sci fi sauce. Yeah, I'm going to make it so pretty that you don't give a shit. Yeah. Like if it, and if you really, really care about it and you were a deep fan of the books, it's there and yeah. you don't know it and it'll yeah. get with you right away. But if you don't care and you're just looking for something that is adventurous and um, new and fresh and exciting you're going to be able to follow along with the plot. And some of that stuff is just going to be so visually stunning that right. you're going to just be excited to be here with it. And I think right. that that's a great balance. It gives everybody what they want. Like either yeah. way, yeah. I didn't have any knowledge of this going in and I never felt like I needed to know some of the nitty gritty details, that's but they were there. To me. But they were there. Like oh, and I, so, I Googled a lot during this movie. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So oh, I bet. I rewind. I was rewinding a lot and Googling because I just needed to, keep up with the main story first and then try to digest the rest later. Yeah. I mean, there, I also want to say like, there's a, there is a full flipping glossary that comes with this book. Sheesh. When you, when you start reading Dune oh and it's God. like 30 pages, it is a 30 a page glossary, glossary of like, Hey, here's house Atreides. Here's what you need to know. Here's the spacing guild. Like, yeah. It, it it goes so in depth and I honestly I gave up <laughs> like I so a friend of the podcast Jessica Jones Jessica read it recently Jones. too and she was like referring back to the glossary we were talking about this on Twitter like every three pages and I was like I gave up <laughs> I gave up because there's just so much information yeah. being thrown at you they're just like uh they just went full zone defense. Like if it gets past you, whatever, just keep going. Like yeah, just keep playing. basically. <laughs> and I will say this. In kind of in light of that part two, um, I saw an interview that Dennis Villanueva did with um, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and oh, he yeah. said, "I am just so excited because I've done all the world building, and yeah. now I can just really get myself ingrained in the cinematography of it. Like Damn. I can just have fun I mean, making a movie." He goes, "I've built the world. You know the world now. Now I can get into the like gonna storytelling and visuals Jesus. of it. So I think it's only going to get better for me. I mean, and I think." I totally vibe with that because like the set like <laughs> the second half Ooh, of this budgets. book, like you got a sweet finale action scene. There's a gladiator scene at one point. There's some mysticism stuff that goes off the rails. Like I feel like I feel like it would be incredibly satisfying to see the second part now that this is done. And I I, I want to just piggy like piggyback off that. Like, yeah, there's some stuff here that could be explained better, but this is almost like the anti star Wars prequels where like George yes. Lucas was like, I'm going to explain everything to you. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. explain there is a vote of no confidence for the chance. And like, 
looking back on it, it's like, yeah, I would rather want this. I would rather want yeah. something that has me kind of scratching my head, but like rewatching it, understanding it and being challenged by it. Like mm-hmm. it, it really does feel like they listened to the podcast about trust your audience, like mm-hmm. way yeah. back in January. And they're like, okay, here you go. Trust, yeah. We're going to trust you to figure yeah. all this all right, out. We'll figure it out. I would, I would love to have Dennis. Um, oh as my gosh. Doug calls him. Yeah. To direct <laughs> Big Daddy Dennis. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's what y'all call each other at Applebee's? Yeah. Um, I would love Dennis. I would love Dennis to direct a Batman Beyond movie. He seems to be oh. very good at this futuristic oh, world. Yes. Um, and I think WB should scoop him oh. the hell up and they develop should, yeah. a full, sexy, sleek oh my Batman gosh. Beyond universe. Uh, yeah. And maybe have... Boy Paul plays that role of Terry. Um, oh, this is making way too much sense. And yes. I just think that you have something I mean, also, there that you just he also did a Blade Runner. If Blade Runner is not future Gotham, I don't know what I, is. I mean, I, I mean, they got it. Like, look, WB has the money because uh, mm-hmm. they let they let go of uh, they let they let go of Christopher Nolan. So yeah, they, they could make a deal. Like yeah. I, I would be fully in support of everything Keaton. you're saying. This That's Flash true. movie, they have Keaton. They already have the pieces that they yeah. need. I think that you get Dennis to say, "Okay, you said fuck Marvel movies. Great, let's develop a cinematic <laughs> world that you like with a DC movie." Yeah. The DC leaders just probably rolling up like, "Oh, we already like this guy. He yeah. already spoke out against Marvel. Get him on. Get him on. Get him on the. Yeah. Get him on the phone." Yeah, I, yeah. I would love to see that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be fire. Um. Gentlemen, anything else that you'd like to say about this movie before we move on and sort of close things out for this part of tonight's podcast episode? Phenomenal casting. They're definitely getting a lot of awards for outfits. Um, they're no, definitely getting a lot of awards for cinematography. Yeah. Um, they should get a lot of Not that awards define the greatness mm-hmm. of things, but I just see that this movie is one of those things that <laughs> it's it's been a while since COVID since we've seen a movie like this. That's true. Um, to That's this level, point. I think I think it's it's pretty fair to say in my eyes. Um, I, I love the casting. I love the vi- I love the villains. The villains. I have no backgrounds on them and who they are, but they are villains through and through. Yeah. Um, and that's just one thing that I understood. Um, and I like the storyline. The storyline is important. Yeah. You have, you know, it's, it's not somebody they didn't kill people who wanted to take over things. They They killed the people who were trying to do right. Yeah, and, right. And and you have the son who is just trying to figure this shit out and he knows that he is of greatness and his mom is trying to prep him for that, but he's literally like I didn't ask for this shit, but then he realizes yep. this is the thing that I have to do. Yep. yep. Well, it's totally. the line it's the line his dad said to him like yeah. leaders who try to pitch it are either going to be like they're going they're they'll eventually find their own way to do it is essentially what Oscar yep. Isaac tells him towards the beginning. I don't know. And that that was so refreshing because like yeah. I feel like a lot of like a lot of sci-fi tropey stuff. It's just like, oh, my dad, my yeah. dad didn't believe in me. And <laughs> da, da, da. And it was just kind of refreshing to have Oscar like have Oscar Isaac yeah. be like everybody's dad be like, you know, what? it's cool. I get it. Like this stuff, this stuff's hard. That's even, when, even when Paul fucked up and was kneeling in the sand while the um worm was coming. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Paul and he tells him right. He, well, he's Paul is walking by. And he taps him and he's like, he's like, hey, I messed up. I know. I'm sorry. I'm never going to do it again. He said, yeah, you're damn right. You could have got some people killed. Then yep. just tapped him on the chest and was like, OK, look, like, Move I on. believe in you. It's going to be OK. We move the fuck on. Like, yep. it's yeah. fine. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I think the only other thing I'd say about this is like, I understand why the marketing people did it. But like, oh, yeah, Zendaya 
was like the biggest clickbait in a movie I think I've ever, ever experienced. It is not her fault. It is not anybody else's fault other than the advertising and the marketing. Um, And I get it. Like, I I get why they did it, why they did it. But at the same time, it was like, we're not if you're going to stop the story here, don't feature her so prominently to manage expectations. But I get it. It's. It's Zendaya. Like yeah. y- you're gonna yeah. list her right? and and try to promote her in it. I I I get it. And then the only other thing <clears throat> is like the pacing still sticks with me. But like this is a feat. Like there's a reason yeah. nobody's adapted this for for decades. Which and there's a might. reason that like when George Lucas made Star Wars, he was like, no, no, no. I'm just I'm gonna skip all the boring <laughs> world building stuff, and I'm just gonna drop you right in the story because that's what yeah. Dune did, and yeah. it had more stuff to deal with. Like yeah. you look at Star Wars, and it's like. Well, that's cute. You have like two. You have the rebellion and the empire, and that's it. This yeah. is like this five, five different, different stories trying yeah. to figure out who's in power. For sure, for sure, for sure. Ooh, yeah. One real quick question: If you didn't know, didn't see this movie, didn't know what it was about, you saw the post. Well, you saw the casting list. Right. Who were the big three that would have pulled you into this movie, oh, considering who's in the cast? Hmm. To who be honest, the three names in this that would have been like, okay, I'm watching that because they're in it. Oscar Isaac was a big pull. Yep. Okay. You know, Stellar Stellan Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård was also a big pull for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that to be honest with you, Josh Brolin would be, but the bit the first one, the first two of them, I probably would have shown up more for. Mm-hmm. I think a bigger statement to this is that Timothy Chalamet probably would have pushed me away from it. There's something about his face that True. I love to hate. He's too and I, it's it's just I don't know what it is. Wait, he looks what? like he he looks very smug to me, and oh, I don't. I don't yes. It just bugs me. It's, it's high the cheekbones. Thing. It it's the it's moments. the same thing reason why I don't like Meryl Streep. Like get the fuck out of my face. Like good. I get it. You're good at this. What? Get out of here. Like yeah, Brian, we had a whole discussion about this shit in, in Meryl Minneapolis. Street, I feel like would offer you tea and be like, "What good books have you no, read?" If you no, she would she would want to talk about her latest acting gig, and I don't want to hear it. I just want to have tea. I came there for the biscuits and the tea. And she wants to be like, and remember when I was Welcome. Cruella DeVille? And be like, bitch, nobody cares. Like, that's just how wow. I Wow, I touched a nerve. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. That, that was, sorry. Yeah, that was More wrong. More on my uh, Meryl Streep bugs me later. Like, I, I'm just going to move us along. I'm going to go. You should. You should. Again, I've got a, I, I, I would have been attracted to this for Oscar Isaac um zendaya and Skarsgård. like yeah. seeing those three names together i would have been like what 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 are the three of you making like yeah. I, I would have been curious yeah. yeah for sure marcus same question oh shit uh <laughs> zendaya um, for sure zendaya and then uh leto i mean uh oscar oscar isaac yeah 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 because yeah. i feel like i haven't seen enough with oscar isaac and so yeah. I wanted to see what he would look like as a lead. I just felt like I know Star he was in Star Wars, but yep. also I want to see more of him in a lead lead role. Um, yeah. And maybe that's just me, but I feel like I haven't seen a lot from him in a sci-fi world, especially with that new Marvel role. Yeah. I mean, um, he's, coming moon up Knight. he's he is our Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you haven't watched Triple Frontier, uh, he's in that on Netflix um with a bunch of other folks too so yeah um, there's that there's yeah. that well, good stuff well 
Uh, it's on. It's in theaters. If you can see theaters and you feel inclined to do so, um, see it there. If not, go ahead and watch it on HBO Max. Yes. Um, could not recommend it more. It is awesome. Um, gentlemen, we have. Uh, would love to hear about some things maybe that you are reading or watching that stand out to you. And then I have announcement about our next movie as picked by our Patreon members. Oh boy. So um, right. reading and reading and watching, I am reading um Superman the wedding album so basically oh. this is a comic book where um it's a part of that superman series where superman gets married and uh they basically go through the story of why lois lane left him then they get back together and what that whole journey looks like at the bachelor party bachelorette party while he also doesn't have powers um and them just getting married and okay. what every how the interactions of the people around them while they're watching them get married so i just thought that was pretty interesting yeah. as far as watching y'all know what the fuck going on i'm watching brooklyn 99 i'm already yeah on true and uh Captain Hulk is my absolute favorite character. If you have never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, watch it just for Captain Hulk. Yes. He is fucking okay. amazing. Okay. All right. Brian, what are you reading and watching? Andre Brower. Uh, I'm currently... So I just uh, I just started a new book called Press Reset. It is nonfiction. I know I'm going to surprise everybody here that follows <laughs> along. Uh, but it is about... Uh, it's from J Jason Schreier, who writes for Bloomberg. He used to write for Kotaku and is a video game reporter. Oh, and sure. he did a book basically chronicling eight different stories of people who essentially had to reset their career, whether they lost their job, oh, they got shit. laid off or they wanted to set off on their own. Um, and it's all about video game companies. So uh, I just uh, I just started really that cool. really good. Um, just finished the first chapter, which is about how they made Epic Mickey and Disney and making video games, which yeah. is fascinating. Uh, and man, we're all just, I just want to say, we're all making this up as we go along, man. People think you yeah. got it all together, even places like Disney, just making it up as you go along. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm reading sure. right now. I did read Arkham Asylum to get in the mood for, uh, for scary season here, uh, the graphic novel. So re that was an excellent read. Uh, watching, I, uh, I just, uh, I just finished the series only murders in the building. Yeah, um, short and Steve Martin and Selena Gomez enjoyed it far more than I thought so I would. Surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll talk more about it during your time, but yeah, yeah, I like really enjoyed it. Selena Gomez surprisingly like she nailed it. She, yeah. she oh, yeah. did a good job, um, and it was compelling. Uh, and then I I binged I binged all the Fear Street movies on Netflix. There oh you go. shit. And that was awesome. Like that was yeah. so cool. And I, I'll recommend the Fear Street movies if you. It's like, essentially, if you liked Goosebumps as a kid, this is Goosebumps, but it grows up with you, and oh, it is sure. bloody. It is oh, gross, sure. but there's a really good story with it, with a decent twist. Some smart people will probably see it coming. I did not over the course of the three movies, but the resolution of it all is just so satisfying i didn't i didn't care sure. um and they're all like the other nice thing is they're all on netflix so you can you can yeah. binge all three movies they're all good scary movies on netflix um yeah so i'd recommend that and then uh i'm also i'm also watching black lady sketch show i didn't realize the second season was done oh sure uh, oh is it done it's yeah it's done i don't feel like they got a ton of marketing which we could talk about a whole lot uh oh, but i didn't realize it was already done um i knew it premiered but i was like oh they'll probably have like 10 episodes and they only had six so i really hope it gets renewed yeah i i'm 
And if you haven't watched Black Lady Sketch Show, it's really it is like probably one of the best things on HBO Max right now. You're not going to find sketch comedy like it. Yeah. Uh, everybody on that show is so talented. I can't recommend it enough. So that's that's what I'm reading and watching right now. That's fantastic. Um, I am currently uh, I re I'm currently reading um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, like his origin story, um, which is really, really good. And I really, really enjoy that um i'm diving more into like some podcasts so marcus recommended ear biscuits to me so i'm listening to Ooh, some more of those um as well which are so shout out to to the good mythical morning folks over there um because those are really thought provoking which is yeah. great which i really appreciate yeah. um what am i watching um currently i'm watching i'm revisiting some like old movies that i watched that are a little bit spookier that i that I kind of fell off or didn't haven't watched in a while. Um, so I watched evil dead two, which is oh. the evil dead series. So Sam Raimi, um, and that's just really good. Like it's just, it's, it's really enjoyable. Classic um, Raimi. Yep. Classic <laughs> Raimi. Um, Brian, I like Brian. I also finished only murders in the building. Oh, Steve yeah. Martin and Martin short are a comedy team. It's clear that they are friends and that yes. they can like jet, like riff and act well together well, because it was just really, really, really well done um and they and just again, bring in this like latina lady they're like yeah come on in let's yeah, let's, let's, let's um, make this comedy let, thing work let, let, yeah, let's bring in this she's the reason i'm not watching it <clears throat> really? no, i'm not a fan of i am not a fan oh, of selena gomez don't let that be a barrier because she does she does pretty well Okay. Yeah, this is good. And I will say this. It's like, hey, two funny comedy icons who are in their like mid 70s. Would you like yeah. to add? Would you like to act with a 30 year old? And they're like, yeah, we'd love to do that. And yeah. she's awesome. She does a great job. So um, right. and that also became like Brittany and I's like weekly show, too, which has been really yep. great. So um, and then I'm also watching on Netflix um, the movies that made us. They did a few for oh, yeah. scary movies. So they did Halloween uh nightmare on elm street friday the 13th and those are always really interesting like those i didn't know i didn't know that halloween only had like a 30 a three hundred thousand dollar budget um mm -hmm. but it's gone on to make like 700 million dollars that's why um, they got like, their mask look like that because they made yeah. that mask after uh michael yeah, captain kirk was the original captain mask kirk, but right, captain, right. yeah he, he shaved the sideburns and the eyebrows off of it mm -hmm. and then painted it white so wow. um but that was just really interesting to see how they did that so gentlemen we put it to our patreon subscribers to pick our movie for this last weekend um and we were originally going to do super mario brothers but unfortunately, um, well, Super Mario Brothers is only available um, to watch uh, if you have a physical copy. And given given the shipping situation in the United <laughs> States, um, I yeah. was not confident and neither were, were my teammates that Man, this was going know. to be a thing that happened. But gentlemen, we gave them a choice of four different movies. Oh, my God. And they picked one. And I would like to hear what your guesses are. Jesus the Christ. only hint I'm going to give you is that this is a Marvel property. What's the options? Um, I will give you I will give you the options. Are we um Brian? Oh, dear God. Are we watching Ghost Rider? Brian, we're not watching Ghost Rider. That's a good you guess, but we're not what watching Ghost Rider. Right. No, I feel like this is what is this? Wait, what are the options? Um, let me pull up the post. He said it's a Marvel property, but it's something that they don't like us it, over at Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think. Like maybe it's the Ang Lee Hulk. Maybe it's oh, like what if it's like the, the, um, the <laughs> guy? Hey, What's the last time you watch Ang Lee's Hulk? Your your choices were 
Well, if I say this, it's going to give it away. Like, so I want to hear your guess. So this is a Marvel property. Something that we don't like. I hope it's Daredevil. It's no. not there. It's not there. We talked about how we enjoyed that movie way too yeah. much on this. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Evanescence. <clears throat> yeah. Is it Angley's Hulk? It is not Angley's Hulk. What is uh, it? Gentlemen, we're going back in time and we're watching Howard the Duck. Oh, no. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> I just said that. We are watching, gentlemen, we are watching Howard the Duck. I've never seen um, this. This, neither. I have never seen it I've either. Um, it I've is, it was, it was, George it was Lucas movie. It's a George Lucas movie. I'm pretty sure. sure. This is Brian's bag right here. But their choice, their choices were Howard the Duck, Batman and Robin, Catwoman, and Dungeons and Dragons. I wish it was Batman and Robin. And it was, uh, it was either this or Batman and Robin. Um, so next week, tune in. We will be covering Howard the Duck. Um, Gosh. for next week's podcast. So, um, enjoy that, everybody. It, it is not I apologize. I don't know That's where okay. I'm. That's okay. Um, I'm very excited to see what we do with this. Is this live um, action or a cartoon? It is a live action Howard the Duck movie oh. that was made. Let me give you just some quick, like, fast facts of this because it's kind of crazy. Um, it was made in 1986. Mm, fuck. <laughs> um, it's a live action Howard the Duck movie made in 1986 starring Leah Thompson, Chip Zane, Tim Robbins, and Ed Gale. Um, and yeah, so we're going way, way back um, to, to watch this so we'll watch this uh for next week don't worry is an executive producer for for howard the duck he helped usher this into existence there you go so. there you go um that's great this wraps up this week's episode of the podcast but we have a three-step process to success but be sure to stay tuned for after the pod um when marcus and i will be finishing off our candy case showdown um and giving you the top candy to enjoy while you're at the theater brian what is our first key to success y'all we talked about it read a book uh yeah. any book and uh yeah i can't recommend books enough i talk about them every week it's it's just nice it's it's a it's an experience that isn't your own and you get transported somewhere else just with a few words it's pretty great read a book awesome thank you brian um marcus what is our second step to success second step to success drink some water they was in dune they was in the desert they was insane their mouth was dry they had to they had to kill people for the water in their flesh that's what they said that's so, true like, listen you gotta just drink some water it's important Never know when somebody might need your flesh. Absolutely. Um, and lastly, Dune highlighted the importance of personal and body hygiene. Look, y'all, it was hot there. And you yeah. know that when those um, the Froman are walking through yeah. those rocks, that they can smell each other. And that's mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of water where they can wash their ass. So don't live like Dune. Live like you have access to a shower and soap and a washcloth. And just wash your ass for the benefit mm -hmm. of everybody else wash your ass um it's really it's just important to do it thank you all for tuning in this week um to this episode um we will be back next week with howard the duck um Mar marcus and i are going to take like a one minute break and then we will be back with the candy case showdown so stay tuned